Hello and welcome to the Road Trip Sports Podcast. My name is Harrison Cook and I'm joined today by my co-host, Oliver Gilmore. Ollie, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Harrison. Keen to get into part two of our trip to Los Angeles. Yeah, part two. Our first uh, two-part episode concludes today with our second chat on Los Angeles. It's going to be a great one. We've got lots of segments planned. We've got uh, a bit of a fun one today. We're going to talk about some of the uh, iconic Hollywood moments for sports, some sports movies, some sports characters which are iconic. Uh, we're also going to have a bit of chat about outdoor sports venues. And we've got Rams superfan Aaron Carroll coming on uh, to help us out with the chat about all things LA sports venues. Now, if you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to us. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, which you can follow at Road Trip Sports Pod. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Uh, you can find us at Road Trip Sports Podcast. Uh, for any inquiries, if you'd like to get in touch with the podcast, if you'd like to uh, have your voice heard, uh, make sure to get in touch with us. Road Trip Sports Podcast at gmail.com is where you can contact us. Uh, and we'd love to get the word out on the podcast so make sure if you like us make sure you're sharing us around make sure you're telling a friend um, who's interested in sports as well because we want to get out there we want to get more listeners and in the ears of more people so make sure you're telling everyone about the podcast uh so uh you've brought us a new segment this week do you want to tell us about it yeah so it's a bit of a spin-off of the the new kids on the block but it's the new qbs on the block um (laughs) bit bit of a qb carousel so we're gonna first talk about um, some QBs and where we think they, they're going to land after the, the 2020 free agency. Um, but as a Packers fan, I just want to first mention Aaron Rodgers' extension. Congratulations. You've got your man. Yeah, we do. I, I still think that he's not here for the, the entirety of the contract. I think he probably retires at the end of next year. Um, I think it's a bit of a deal where they can push money down the line, um, whether they give Jordan Love or a new QB a start when he retires. Um, the cap situation, they don't have to worry about so much. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, well, there's been lots of other quarterbacks on the move, so we probably better touch on those straight away. Uh, Carson Wentz has been traded to the Commanders. Interesting trade. Uh, uh, don't yeah, get it. Yeah, there's not a lot to say about this one, really. It's a bit of a nothing trade, but um, the Commanders now, no more the in, no longer the insert name here, but... Uh, but yeah, they they got a new they got a new name. I don't actually mind it. I would have preferred them being the the Red Hogs or I like the Hogs names. They were I, pretty cool. I like I really like the Red Wolves. It's just something to tie in that red uh, part of their history and getting the hail to the Red Hogs, Red Wolves mm. uh, would have been a nice uh, touch to have. But Commanders, it's not bad. It's not the best, but that's not bad. To be honest, I think they even nearly stumbled on football team. I actually didn't mind. It wore on me a little bit, to be honest. It was different. It was a different... It was a way to make them stand out uh, amongst the rest. But I think the American culture, with every other team having a nickname, it did kind of... Was it kind of a bit jarring? Yeah, and we saw a Russell Wilson trade this week. Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. And, Interesting move. And the Seahawks, they got Drew Locke. What a trade. <laughs> uh, I think, to be honest, I actually, I don't know how this one will pan out. I, I think it's obviously dependent on the draft picks, but I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll wait and see. I, I certainly don't hate it from the Seahawks perspective, but if I'm a Seahawks fan, I'm still so, so salty to get rid of Russell Wilson. You're you're constantly wondering, well, who? what's your plan? And I think that's the big question coming out of Seattle is, yeah. if you're getting rid of Russell Wilson, what is your plan? It's got to be a rebuild. It has of some to be a form, anyway. Well, with Bobby Wagner leaving as well, I think definitely a rebuild. 
Um, and one person I want to shout out, you got to feel for, is Noah Fant. He finds out he gets traded to the Seahawks. Yeah, okay. And you're like, yes, get to play with Russell Wilson. And then you realize Russell Wilson's on the other side of the other side of the track, and uh, you've got to play with Drew Locke again. Yeah, I don't mind Noah Fant. I think he's a good little young player. Um, no, certainly not little as a tight end, but uh, he's a good he's a good young player. But he's probably uh, kicking and screaming that he's still playing with Drew Locke. For sure, for sure. And one more to touch on is uh, Kirk Cousins uh, re-signed with the Minnesota Vikings. He'll be there for at least one more year. It's looking like um, one more year to get uh, beaten by Aaron Rodgers. Hey. Yeah, that makes sense. Keep him for one more year. Keep the tradition going. Rodgers beats him twice again and then and retires. <laughs> uh, now, big news today. We record Monday Australian time. And a couple of hours ago, uh, we just found out that the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, is unhanging up the cleats, is unretiring, and will play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2022, his 23rd season. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm a little bit surprised, honestly. I, I thought it was, you know, a bit of a joke when I first saw it. But, yeah, wow. It, it sort of didn't seem like he, he was going to ever retire. I saw a video with Cristiano Ronaldo where he asked him, are you going to retire? And he looked at him like, uh, no, dude. Like, something's coming out. Like, it's about to happen. <laughs> but um, He knew. He knew something was coming. Yeah. So, sick and tired of, of uh, Giselle and the uh, the family by the sounds of things. But, no, I just think that he probably just thought he'd have a little bit more to give. Yeah, for sure. Now, the big question is, though, because there's been a lot of speculation online do you think he stand, stays in Tampa Bay? I think if it wasn't for that tweet that he actually put out where he said, you know, I'm I'm re re um re going for another chip with, you know, recharging up and, and the fact that I don't know, I sort of think now, I wonder how much consideration or how much they actually knew because I find it a little bit too convenient that they franchise tagged um Godwin. Chris yeah, Godwin. I find it a little a bit too decision. convenient. So uh, yeah, I think that there's a lot of speculation that he goes to the 49ers and it would be really interesting for him to play there. Uh, but ultimately, I think he does stay with Tampa Bay and uh, gives them one more good year. Uh, moving on now, I'm just going to rapid fire with you a couple of names uh, that have been bandied about in trade talks or in free agency. Kyler Murray. I think he stays with the cards despite all those those rumors and, and that harsh Instagram activity, but yeah. Yeah, scrubbing the team, unfollowing the team. Uh, he's since uploaded those posts back, but he still hasn't followed the team yet. I think there's trouble brewing in Arizona, but I think they see him this season. Whether he sticks around after that is another story. Uh, Deshaun Watson. I think he goes to the Saints. I think they, they can work around that, that salary cap. They've got salary cap geniuses on that front office of the Saints. I think um, he's available, and if he, if he is available and they're willing to choose some of that salary, I think the Texans will... We'll get rid of him, and I think the the Saints are a good option. I think it's hard with the Saints, like you mentioned, because of that salary cap. I know they're very good front office there, but they have got a lot of dead money that they push back to try and give Drew Brees one last championship run, and I think they are they're paying for that now. So it's gonna be it's gonna be very much a money issue. And if they can get to Sean Watson, will they be able to build around him enough to give him a team to compete? I think that's a big question. Yeah, maybe it's time to embrace the rebuild for the Saints. But um, our next one here, uh, Jameis Winston plays for the Saints. Um, I'm going to go out and say that he, he plays for the Steelers next year. I think they 
they draft another quarterback. Hopefully, I think it sort of depends on how, how it works for them. But I think he's a good backup plan. I think they'd get someone young like Kenny Pickett, who they've already said they're pretty interested in. Yeah, I think that's a uh, that's a good option. I'm actually going to say hot take that they uh, flip that. I think the Steelers get Deshaun Watson, um, pair him with that awesome defense, and I think Jameis Winston stays at the Saints purely for salary cap. He's a bit of a cheaper option for them. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I think he goes to the Raiders. Raiders. Uh, do you think he competes with Derek Carr? I don't really, but I think he's sort of that. He's a bit like Mariota last year. Um, I think he probably is a bit more of a competitor, but I still think Carr's got that those duties. Like a h- high-end backup. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Marcus Mariota, speaking about Mariota, where do you think he goes? I think he goes to your Dolphins. What do you think about that? I think it'd be a really interesting idea for the Dolphins. I think schematically he fits a lot more with what they're doing. I think that... He would be a great backup for Tua. They could run similar systems and like they couldn't with Jacoby Brissett during their seven-game skid at the start of last season. I think he would be a great option for them to turn to and potentially compete with Tua. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Maybe he's a bit... He's, he is a bit like him. Um, a bit like for like, you know, he's sort of got that, that running game to him as well. Even just being the Hawaii boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very similar, similar upbringings. Uh, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, we're talking the about Nickelodeon this. valuable player. Himself. Yeah, wow. Uh, it's a pretty deserving award. <laughs> Former anyway. Pro Bowler Mitch Trubisky. Christ. Anyway, <laughs> but um, I think we were talking about this before the pod, and I think we both mentioned that he was going to go to New York. I had the Jets, and you had the Giants. I sure did. I think that him backing up uh, Daniel Jones just makes a bit of sense. For sure. Uh, quick five for the last few. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, goes to the Bills. Back to the Bills. I think he retires. Surprising retire, late retirement. Uh, Jimmy G. Uh, Colt for me. I agree completely. I think he's the odd man out in San Francisco, whether they go with Lance or whether they go with uh, Tom Brady. And last but not least, someone who's been uh, picking up some social media uh, lately, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, with all the demand from um, the Seahawks wide receivers, I think that's where he goes. I think he heads to the Seahawks, or I just think he doesn't get an opportunity like we've seen for the past few years. Yeah, do you think that that was the plan, trading Russell Wilson? Do you think they thought, well, we know Colin Kaepernick's out there, or will it be like a reactionary sort of thing? They see online the receivers go to bat for him. I'm not too sure. I don't know whether it actually went into their thinking or not, but I think it's a good, it's a good backup and it's a good option to have. Um, I think he just deserves an opportunity nonetheless. I think the Seahawks, the reason to make the move this year of all years is there has been so much quarterback movement. That's one of the reasons why you brought this uh, this segment to us uh, is because of the quarterback movement. There's lots of options this year where they haven't been in the past where the Seahawks can leverage their picks for a big draft pick quarterback. They can trade for a different veteran quarterback. There's lots of options for them. Um, but yeah, thanks for bringing this new segment to us. Yeah, no worries, man. I hope you guys enjoyed it. So moving on now, we have our discussion of some of LA's outdoor venues. We talked about some indoor venues last week, particularly Crypto.com or Staples Center. Um, But the first stadium that we wanted to quickly talk about was Dodger Stadium. Yeah, did you want to take us through Dodger Stadium? Yeah, so Dodger Stadium opened in 1962, and it's the largest baseball stadium by capacity, so always home to a pretty cool crowd. Um, and they've got a pretty diehard supporter base as well. Um, it's also the oldest baseball stadium west of the Mississippi and the third oldest overall. 
Yeah, it's a great place to watch a game of baseball. Um, there's a lot of history and culture with that team, and they've got a rabid fan base. So I, my only recommendation will be if you're going to a Dodgers game, make sure you're going for the Dodgers. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, moving on now, SoFi Stadium. Do you want to take us through SoFi Stadium? Yeah, so SoFi opened in 2020, and it was obviously affected by that that COVID-19 interrupted season, which was disappointing a bit. We didn't really get to experience SoFi to the fullest for the first year. Yeah, and even opening this year, or sorry, last season, it didn't feel as special as it would have been if they had opened in a regular uh, sort of sense because we'd seen it for a year we'd seen the whole stadium for a year so it didn't have that pomp and circumstance that when they opened Levi Stadium or when they opened AT&T Stadium in Dallas yeah or even Allegiant Stadium as it's known for the Raiders yeah for sure for sure um now we're gonna have a bit more of a chat about SoFi Stadium. Obviously, it was the home of uh, Super Bowl Fifty Six. Uh, we're gonna have a bit more of a chat with our Rams Super fan Aaron Carroll a little bit later. Uh, but we want to talk about a few of the stadiums that I'd been to in LA, either with a tour or seen a game at. So, Ollie, do you want to tell us about the Coliseum? Yeah, so the Coliseum and, and a place that you've visited. So we want to get this in. Um, it's actually a, a very, very well-known stadium in LA. It's been around since nineteen twenty-three. Um, has that large capacity of 77,500 people. Um, it's been home to the Rams, Chargers, and LA Raiders, which I, di- I didn't know before looking this up. Yeah, so in the uh, 1960 season, I believe it was, the LA Chargers, as they were then known before they moved to San Diego, uh, played in the Coliseum. Obviously, the Raiders in the 80s with the Rams uh, shared the Coliseum, uh, and then the Rams recently played there when they moved back to LA before SoFi Stadium was built. So, there's been three professional football teams play at the stadium, which is very interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. And and whilst we're on this little topic here, when I when I visited Chicago, I didn't actually know this. It's a little bit similar um, here, but the Bears actually played at Wrigley Field. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's interesting uh, looking back through the history of some of these stadiums. The um, the NFL has a crazy history, and I definitely recommend. Uh, there's a channel on YouTube, NFL Throwback. Um, okay. And they've got lots of different segments about the history of all the teams and where they've moved from and where they've moved to, and then the history of all the stadiums in the NFL and um, how they came to be. So definitely a couple of videos for you to check out, uh, which did highlight some of these interesting facts, which is, uh, they're, they're just crazy things that you wouldn't think of now, knowing what we know now. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, I'm always a fan of, of history, especially that sports history. So I'll, I'll have to check it out, man. Yeah, for sure. Now, the Coliseum uh, was home to Super Bowl One, The first Super Bowl, sorry, the World Championship game, uh, AFC versus NFC, as it was first known, later renamed to Super Bowl One, and it was also the uh, home of Super Bowl Seven, which is my favorite Super Bowl to watch back. Obviously, the Dolphins won that Super Bowl, uh, and they, it was their undefeated season. It was the crowning achievement of that 70s Dolphins team, and it was a great place uh, to visit. Uh, I visit decked out in my Dolphins gear. I was so happy uh, to be there and and visiting uh, the the stadium there. Yeah, wow. So, what was the best part about visiting that stadium? Do you think? Well, I've actually got a funny story. Um, the day I went, the Rams were just moving to LA and they were recording some promotional footage and things like that. So they had a lot of the Rams personnel out there, and they also had uh, the Rams mascot Rampage. 
Um, and I actually got to meet the Rams mascot, um, decked out in my Dolphins gear. I asked if I could get a picture. And Rampage was like, yeah, sure. Um, didn't say anything, but nodded, obviously, mascot. Yep. Um, but then took the photo. I didn't realise until I looked at it afterwards. Rampage covered up the Dolphins logos in the photo. <laughs> He probably wasn't very happy about it. I don't blame him either, to be honest. Yeah, the cheeky bugger. Um, so I'll be that, that will be going out when the you'll probably may have already seen this by now, but on our Instagram page that will be one of the uh, the photos in the episode post. Um, so you can check that one out. It's also been the home to uh, many Olympics. This stadium. Yeah, it has. So they hosted the 1984 Summer Olympics, um, and it actually became the first ever stadium to host the Olympic Games twice. Um, which is really cool as well. Yeah, so they hosted one um, many years before that as well. So it's a very iconic stadium in LA history. Another stadium uh, which is iconic in the history of LA and California is Angel Stadium. Do you want to tell us about Angel Stadium? Yeah, so Angel Stadium opened in 1966 and was actually home to the Rams for 15 years, which was very interesting. Um, it's It's got that notorious big A and, you know, that, California spectacular rock pile. It's got the, those iconic parks, and it's a, it's a for its for its age, and some would consider the secondary team to the Dodgers. It's it's got a pretty uh, pretty big history as well. Yeah, it's a, it was a great place to watch a game of uh, game of baseball. I I don't remember who they played when I went, but it was a fantastic game. The atmosphere was great. It was a little bit of a miserable day, but the atmosphere was still there. Everyone was keen to be there. Um, so definitely a great place to watch a game of baseball, especially if you're staying out in Anaheim. To to go to Disneyland. It's a great way to get some sports in while you're doing the Disney trip, especially if you're a if you're a family man or woman and you want to uh, get the sports in with the with the kids going to the uh, the Disneyland and uh, resorts as well. Yeah, one hundred percent. So our next stadium, Harrison's also been to, fortunate enough to be. Um, when did when did you go there? Um, I went there. Oh. I can't remember now, but I remember my mum actually marched in the Rose Bowl Parade. So I remember we went for a bit of a drive down to Pasadena um, to see the stadium. We didn't go in at all. We didn't do the tour, but we uh, we went outside and we visited the stadium and looked at it. It's a monolith. It is huge. Yeah, so that, that's what's really cool. I've, I've always wanted wanted to go there. I know they have the... Um, it's like a flea market thing. It's, it's once monthly, and that's where all... Um, Mainly all of my Packers merch comes from my brother when he comes back to Australia, brings yep. some stuff over. Yeah, awesome. Um, and he gets it from there. So that that stadium was ac- ab- absolutely huge. Um, hosted a lot of cool events, but 1922 it was first established. So very, very long time. Yeah, they've had a couple of... Uh, with the Coliseum in 23 and the Rose Bowl in 22, uh, coming up to 100 years now, actually, which is interesting to see. Uh, but they've hosted five Super Bowl games at the Rose Bowl. Uh, and obviously, it's the uh, host of the annual Rose Bowl game, which is one of the college football playoff games um, a lot of the years. Uh, very iconic game in sports history and definitely one to check out. If you can be around the area for the Rose Bowl, um, it's absolutely incredible. It's madness around there. Yeah, I'm a really big big fan of college sports, and that Rose Bowl is a pretty big event every year. I'll have to have to go and check it out. I think that's probably a, a bucket list is probably to visit visit the Rose Bowl for a game. For sure, for sure. Well, that ends our chat uh, about the different venues in LA. Uh, so we're going to get into our chat now with Aaron Carroll, our Rams super fan, to talk all things Rams, all things LA football, and all things the brand new SoFi Stadium. Uh, so we'll get into that now. 
Hey, Aaron, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Uh, it's going to be great to chat Rams football with you. Yes, can't wait. Excited. <laughs> awesome. Well, you're the expert in all things LA Rams. So we're talking about LA as a sports city today. What are your overall thoughts on the Rams move to LA six years in? Uh, do you think they've established themselves yet? Or how do you think they've gone? Uh, I think it's successful. They haven't established themselves yet, even with the uh, Super Bowl win, especially when you've got Titans of the Dodgers and the Lakers there. Like, yeah. They're, they're, but they're on their way. They're with their um, programs. They're running in the city uh, with Andrew Ritworth winning um, the – I think it was, what's a, what's the award? The It's the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Yeah, Walter Payton Man of the Year. And I know he's been going to schools through there, all the junior schools, and actually helping them out. They're, they're really focusing on a community out there, which I think is great. That's And eventually will, in 10 to 15 years, establish them. Yeah, for sure. I think it helps that uh, when you look at the Rams and the Chargers, the Rams have had a history in LA. I think more than the Chargers who've been very divorced from the city it seems it seems like they're not supposed to be there would that be the impression you get yeah the leeches yeah i call them leeches <laughs> because honestly they no their their owners are very very cheap like they they they're leeching off um the the sofi stadium they only pay a dollar a year for rent that's yeah. it that's they, ridiculous. I never see anything about them doing stuff in the community or um, reach reach out programs. It's just their their owners are very poor, I think, and um, the Spanos family. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, they got got in on a technicality. Yeah, it seems like out of the the three teams that were vying for it, the Chargers were definitely the third option, and it's a surprise. Oh, that they yeah. are. I still don't. Know. I I thought honestly it would have been better if the Raiders went there. Yeah, there is a real Raider vibe there, but then you had the, you would have had like the inner city with the Raiders, and then LA with like Beachside, and the like. I think that would have been a cool dynamic, but I just don't know what the Chargers can offer. Like, I love their uniform. Their uniform is Mick, but definitely, I just don't know what they can actually give to the city. Like, I love Herbert. I love what they're building there. I love their coach because he came from us. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, I just don't know with their outreach programs or putting money into it to build their program. They're always going to be like a Clippers to me until they get new ownership. Yeah, for sure. Well, you've been a fan of the team since they've been in St. Louis. Do you see them more as a LA or St. Louis team now? And how how have the differences been? Has the fan base changed at all? Has the, the vibe around the team changed at all that much? Oh, big question. Um, look, I... Uh, I was a fan no matter where they were. Um, but in St. Louis, they didn't have a real big fan base. Um, you, I watched those I watched those games. They couldn't fill out Edward James Dome. Right? It's, yeah. uh, and I think, to be honest, the move helped revive the Rams, to be honest, because it's now, now it's all about LA and people want to come to LA. It's all about the show. You know what I mean? It's just, they want to put on the attraction for all all the um, new fans, the players, but it's only worked because of McVeigh, because of what he's instilled into the actual team and the programs, and made them accountable and made them. It's just made them professional, more yeah, professional. Yeah, definitely. They've definitely been run really well. I feel like 
what's helped them become that LA team is they've got the star power as well. Them trading for Von Miller, trading for OBJ, even when they were trading for Jalen Ramsey, they've got that real star power feel in the city now, which is very much reminiscent of a Lakers team or or some of those Dodgers teams as well. They feel like an LA team with all those stars that are very marketable in a city like LA. Yeah, they've built it correctly. They haven't, everyone keeps calling them top heavy and they have a few top heavy stars but majority of our players are from the draft. Yeah. So they've only brought a few players in. We haven't spent much in free agency. We've actually developed our third rounders, our fourth rounders, our fifth rounders, our sixth rounders. You know, it's, it's, I hate when I hear teams they're saying they're top heavy, but our, some of our core players have come from the draft. It's, we've just hit it out of the park with a few Aaron Donald and, um, Andrew Whitworth bringing him. He changed the culture. Uh, Cooper yeah. Cup. Cooper Cup was a third round pick. He's been insane. He's got a triple crown this year. I mean, it's it's not top heavy. We built the squad. We we bought the icing in, as they say. We 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 built the cake and we bought the icing in this year to top get to the top. Yeah, for sure. Well, segueing now into that Super Bowl post Super Bowl lull that we're in, we're in a, a very much a hype. Um, until yesterday. Oh, my God. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Insane. 50. Insane. Now, who do you think was the most influential player in that Super Bowl run? Who, who would you attribute it to? In the to? finals run or in the actual Super Bowl? Let's go with both. Finals, I'd say Von Miller, to be honest. And Aaron Donald was right beside him. But I think Von... Vaughn turned into playoff Von. It was amazing to watch. It was what we brought him in for. He literally led the whole group there. This is what we got to do. And he showed us the way. And everyone followed, especially Aaron sure. Donald. Um, Super Bowl, Aaron Donald. Yep. Literally stopped them the whole second half. Uh, I don't. I love Cooper Cup, but I think the MVP should have went to Aaron Donald. <laughs> I know he's he very much your favorite player. <laughs> last two plays, stopped it. Stopped the run, and then he stopped the pass. He sure did. How, uh, but before that, he, he was dominating. Like, didn't let um, Borrow run for the first down. Pushed him out of bounds. They got in his face. He went, made him angry and made him went to another level too. It's... It, it was definitely Aaron Donald's Super Bowl. For sure, for sure. Uh, well, we might wrap up shortly, but lastly, I know you haven't been to LA yourself. What are you most excited to do when you travel to LA? Are there any Rams-specific things you want to hit? SoFi. want to so, see SoFi. Of I heard course. That Oculus is amazing. Um, the traffic, not so much. I heard it's really hard to get there, even in like an Uber or a cab. Uh, it wouldn't matter where they were in LA. The LA traffic, it gets everybody. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that they, they, like other stadiums, they've got like dedicated Uber zones. And right. can, I've just, I've just heard from other ways that it's really hard to get to that stadium unless you're parking there underneath yeah. or um, you've got some parking around close. But uh, yeah, that's so far is the main thing. Dodger Stadium. I'm a Dodger fan as well. Yep. Which is being, um, you've always got to see. <laughs> you got to go see the Lakers when you're there. Got to go. Got to go. Staples or Crypto.com Stadium. Now. <laughs> um, but also like uh, Disneyland, Galaxy's Edge, 
Avengers Campus. I'm a huge fan of it all. They've got it all basically, except for my two other teams. But love yeah. to see a game. Love to see that. So I yeah. think there's so many things to do in LA specifically, but in, especially in the sports realm there's so oh, many different definitely. sports there's so many different vibes even when you travel further afield to to your anaheims and seeing the ducks or the oh, angels yeah. play there's yeah. so many different teams that call la home well, and i think it's a yeah. great sports town to visit uh yeah. for people especially if you're not sure where to visit you don't have a team yet la is the place to be there's so much star power there's a lot of different sports events going on all the time it's a great place yeah. to visit for a sports yeah. fan they all compete with each other to try and make the experience better so it's just a win for the fans no matter what you do for sure for sure well thanks so much for coming on and providing your insight into all things rams and uh hopefully they can uh, have another great season and lose to the dolphins in the super bowl next year oh no we're gonna run it back man run it back (laughs) thanks so much aaron no worries buddy Thanks so much, Aaron, for uh, for coming on the podcast. It was great to get the perspective of someone who is a fan of the team and knows so much about the area and so much about uh, the football landscape in LA to get on the podcast. So if anyone else has got any firsthand experiences, if you're a fan of an area, if you're a fan of a team, we'd love to hear from you. So make sure you can get in touch all the socials at Road Trip Sports Pod, or you can get in touch with us via email, roadtripsportspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, now we're going to get into a bit of a chat about the uh, big screen now. We're going to talk about Hollywood. Uh, we're going to talk about some of our favorite sports movies because there's been so many. And in our uh, meeting before the show, there are so many we could list, isn't there? Yeah, it was almost too much. Um, it, it was way too much. I think we wrote down like 20 or 30 just like speedballing off the top of our head. And then we're like, okay, we probably can't talk about all of these in depth. So... We've provided a bit of a top five of each of our favorite sports movies. Yeah, so, Ollie, do you want to hit us with uh, with your top five? My first one is Happy Gilmore. Hilarious Adam Sandler movie. What a movie. One of my favorite movies. Um, you've got Shooter McGavin in that one as well. He is the best, and I love how he's still so active on Twitter as well. Yeah, for sure. So, that's one of my favorite movies. I... Um, I, I like to think I'm a happy Gilmore as well. You know, can be angry when you need to be. <laughs> you sure are. <laughs> I've seen you wearing the um the beanie. Yeah, uh, I've got a, I've got a happy Gilmore beanie. I bought that one in um in Boston. Oh, not Boston. Um, in Chicago, I believe. But yeah, that one's really cool. Yeah. So what 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 are some of the other movies you've got? Uh, I've got The Waterboy, which is actually both of our favourites. Bobby Boucher. Another Adam Sandler movie. Another he has Adam got a Sandler great movie. history uh, in sports movies, doesn't he? Yeah, he sort of cops a bit of criticism because he doesn't have that variety of movies. But even looking at the sports, he's made a pretty big contribution to those sports movies. And, you know, he's had golf, football, um, just about everything. He's had basketball now with Uncut Gems, I believe, is his new, his new, one of his newer movies. But yeah, yeah he just does even everything. a serious take on sports in that movie as well. So he's done yeah, a bit of, yeah. bit of it all. Uh, what are some of the other movies? I know the next one is one that I love as well. Yeah, we'll have a bit of a chat about this one, and that is Moneyball. So Moneyball was, it took us into a bit of the front office, the franchise side of things. And, you know, I think that would be one of my dream jobs being a GM, you know, making those trades. But, the fun thing about this one, it's based on a true story and it's based on the true story about how the um, Oakland A's, they struggled with salary caps, so they decided to cheat, not cheat, but cheat the system with analytics. 
Yeah, it was an incredible story about just the cutthroat nature and how they ruthlessly rebuilt that roster uh, with a bunch of uh, no names and castaways. And uh, and but I love the way the movie ends. And I know it's based on a true story, so obviously it follows the true story. I love how they don't win the championship at the end. Yeah, it is a bit. It is a bit cool to see. They um, they they still have that uh, winning streak. They still have the moments. They still make the playoffs, but. They lost to the Yankees. They did all they could and they still couldn't beat Goliath. David doesn't always beat Goliath. Yeah, that's it. And I, I love the the balance of the fact it's a true story. There's that element of Hollywoodism. There's just a bit of everything for that from that movie. And um, one of one, one of the ones I really enjoy. Um, so another one of mine, bit on, bit on the lighter side, is Semi Pro. <laughs> that's a funny movie. Yeah, Jackie Moon and the Flint Tropics. That one's a really really cool. Um, movie and I think it's loved by a lot of basketball people as well yeah I think I did I see recently that uh, Will Ferrell dressed up in all the gear and uh, met up with Clay Thompson was it he sure did that was that was hilarious just him running around he did was doing the the granny style free throws you know playing defense while they were doing shoot arounds it was just hilarious Will Ferrell is an absolute gem Uh, and your last top five movie just quickly white men can't jump um, this one's a, a cool like street ball sort of movie, um, which was also really cool to see. I enjoyed that one as well. Woody Harrelson, really cool movie. Yeah, love it. Love it. Well, my top five are honestly some of the ones that you've mentioned probably are on yours, but I'm going to have a full different top five just to shout out a few more of the movies that I like. Uh, mine, I'm looking at four of mine are football-based. Um, I love the sport of American football, so that's where a lot of my list is uh, based on. The Blind Side is a fantastic tale about Michael Owa, um, adopted by a family uh, down south, and they raised him and eventually went, up, uh, went to Ole Miss, um, in the story. So it's a fantastic, uh, based on a true story, uh, movie, uh, any given Sunday. I love that movie and specifically Al Pacino's performance and Al Pacino's speech at the end, an absolutely incredible speech and in an incredible movie. I believe you performed that one. Is that right? Yeah, I um, I'm a big fan of um of the movie. So I was doing Year Twelve drama, and we had to do a monologue. Um, and so I decided to perform the the speech from that movie, and I did really well in the um in the monologue. It was one of my proudest things I've done in drama. Um, and I achieved really great results for for that performance. So it shows that uh, football uh football kills it on the uh on the drama stage yeah for sure man what was your next one uh next one is one that i just love whether it be the movie whether it be the tv show friday night lights um has changed my life uh the movie if we're talking about movies uh specifically the movie is absolutely incredible uh telling that story of a small texas high school town and how they deal with their star running back getting injured and how they work their way into the championship game and lose and just the crushing coming so close. No spoilers. But still not getting it done. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen the movie, check it out. Sorry for the spoiler. <laughs> um, but it's an incredible tale about how a whole town rallies around a team in those small communities. I absolutely love it. The reason why I said no spoilers is because I really want to recommend this one. Um, I think it's got a good balance of relationships, drama, football, um, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got some really good um, actors and some really good performances. Um, one of my friends who actually doesn't watch any NFL at all 
really loves the series, Noah. So shout out to him. But if the you TV haven't seen it, the TV series is incredible. Uh, I think the preferred one of both of us is the TV series, yep. isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Um, if you haven't seen the TV series, definitely check it out. Um, even shout out to my partner Sarah. Um, she doesn't watch much football. But absolutely love the Friday Night Lights series. Uh, wanted to watch the whole thing. Watch the whole thing, even without me there pressuring her into it. She watched it completely on her own and was asked to watch the whole thing uh, again, showing how awesome it can be for both football fans and not football fans alike, that it's just, it's gripping television. It is for sure, man. Uh, two other movies I've got. Uh, another Will Ferrell classic, Talladega Nights. Uh, NASCAR, I'm not the biggest fan of NASCAR, you're not the biggest fan of NASCAR, but Talladega Nights is just an incredible uh, movie, incredibly funny, uh, you have you in stitches the whole way through, and uh, just unbelievable. Good message to live by too, if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> For sure. And the last movie I've got is Draft Day. Draft Day is an incredible uh, tale. And I love watching those movies like Moneyball where they're based on real teams, where they've got the licensed teams in there. So you, they feel part documentary, part fiction. I really love those sorts of sports movies. Yeah, for sure. That one was a really cool movie. Um, haven't really seen many like it before that, but we're starting to see a bit more more people interested in the agency side of things, the front office side of things. So really cool movie as well i think moneyball was one of the movies that sort of drove uh that interest yeah uh for sure well i've got a question for you looking at our list both our long list and our short list that we've come up with there are a lot of adam sandler movies and there are a lot of will ferrell movies in the sports movie category so you you're writing a new sports movie you're casting the main character adam sandler will ferrell who do you pick Ooh, that's a tough one Right now, my immediate instinct says to pick Will Ferrell. But then again, if we're talking old school, I believe Adam Sandler has great older movies. But I actually think Uncut Gems was a bit of a, a bit of a sleeper for me. I thought a lot of people enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm probably going to have to go with Sandler, but I could be... I don't know. I could honestly be swayed either way. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with Will Ferrell. I think the range of different movies, I think for both, is fantastic. Um, but I love a sports comedy, and if I'm going to go a sports comedy, I think Will Ferrell has got the got the right sense of humor for me. I think it uh, it's a fantastic... Uh, fantastic choice. Well, let's get into now. We've got the icon of Hollywood debate. Um, so we've got a few. We're going to rapid fire through some of these characters uh, that are iconic to Hollywood, iconic to sports cinema. Uh, Ricky Bobby, first of all, from Talladega Nights. Uh, incredibly funny character. Incredibly beloved. Uh, next one, Happy Gilmore. I know is a big character for you. Um, yeah, he'd have to be my favorite here. Yeah. Happy Gilmore. Um, I've got in there Tim Riggins. I think as a football, uh, the biggest, most influential player in that series is probably Tim Riggins. He played the most seasons uh, on the show, tied with Matt Saracen. Um, but just being that impactful runner, I think as a player, he's probably the most um, iconic from the show. Unless you're thinking about, uh, if you think about coach, it's definitely coach Eric Taylor is the most iconic uh, football personality in the show. Uh, and definitely my favourite. Uh, Bobby Boucher as well, the water boy. Very iconic role. Um, Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> high quality H2O. And uh, Willie Beeman 
uh, from the Any Given Sunday movies. I remember the um, the songs in the there was a Willie Beeman song in the movie. Um, he was on all the on all the covers. Um, definitely an iconic uh, character in sports movie history. But they're not our winner. They uh, aren't the icon that we've decided on for Hollywood is the one, the only. Rocky Balboa. Do you want to tell us about Rocky Balboa? Yeah, so Rocky Balboa, the Italian stallion. We've um we've seen six movies, six Rockies. Um, we've also seen some Creed movies, which have been made. And um, he played a really good mental role in both of those movies. For didn't sure, he? for sure. So for those of you that haven't seen Rocky before, he's sort of depicted as that working class or that poor Italian American from the slums of of Philadelphia. Um, he's sort of a club fighter, and you know he's in. Enforcer for a loan shark, I believe, at the start of the first movie. Yeah. Um, but he sort of progresses through um, a boxing career, and it's it's sort of a little bit based on that that um, boxing legend Rocky Marciano, um, and it's got a little bit of everything for everyone. So I think the fact that there's so many movies, um, the fact that they're all pretty iconic. You know, I've seen eight movies now, including the Creeds, and maybe more in the future. I think the fact that he's so uh, ingrained in culture. I mean, if you had to think of the most iconic sports person in Philadelphia, a lot of people would say Rocky. And he's not even a real person. He's a fictional character. (laughs) And a lot of people would still say that Rocky is the most iconic uh, sports person in Philadelphia history. You've got the iconic moment on the steps, which I've ran up those steps as well. Um, The steps in Philadelphia. Um, You've got all those iconic Philadelphia imagery. It's a really incredible, um, incredible legacy that Rocky has had over so many years now that I think he's a easy choice uh, for the icon of uh, icon of sports Hollywood yeah and he's even got that those sounds those um, songs particularly Eye of the Tiger which was just a huge song to come from or be in those movies as well so there's just so many different iconic um, features to those movies and I think a little bit of a clear winner but you know, if you're in if you're into comedy and that sort of stuff, you could certainly take others there as well. Yeah, for sure. And make sure to let us know your favorite Rocky moments in the comments of our episode post. We'd love to hear it. Let's get into the mailbag uh, finishing up today. So, uh, first of all, we've got Peter from Wyong. Uh, why? What are some cool attractions to visit in LA? Yeah, so one we're both done, and I, I really enjoyed was the Universal Studios. Um, that's home to Harry Potter World. But one of the really cool things in the world-renowned um, attractions is their lot tour. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible uh, going through the back lots, seeing the sets of some of those famous films of all time um, is truly an incredible experience and one I definitely recommend. I think the the difference between Hollywood uh, Universe Studios and the ones around the rest of the world is Hollywood is fully entrenched in movie history while the rest of the world is sort of paying homage uh, in their theme parks the Hollywood one is where you actually experience that history and I think definitely even if you've been to one around the world you've got to go to LA you've got to see the Backlot Tour you've got to go to the Hollywood one I'd recommend that for sure um, another one for me another tour that I did um, last year was the Warner Brothers Tour yeah how was that yeah because really I haven't done cool. that yet Really, really cool. Um, it was a little bit more active than the, the Universal Studios tour. And what I mean, mean by active is that there was a lot of actual filming going on on the day that we're there. Really? Um, yeah, so many different things being filmed. Um, it was even just cool to people watch. Just watch people walking around the lots and, and doing different things. Even looking at catering was cool. You're like, oh, look what all the stars are eating. But That's awesome. Yeah, really cool. I think the best thing that I saw was the, the Vengeance car. 
the new Batman's vehicle before it had it even the movie had even come out. It was just insane to see. That's awesome. I've still yet to see the new Batman movie. It's definitely on the list to watch, um, and I definitely love to see all the uh, Batman memorabilia. Uh, quickly touching on a couple of the obvious ones as well. Disneyland uh, is always the uh, happiest place on earth. Uh, to visit uh, and then there's the obvious uh, LA trademarks like the Hollywood Walk of Fame um, the uh, Chinese theatre the Santa Monica Pier always great attractions to see in LA uh, next question uh, Noah from Newcastle asks who is a bottom 8 bolter in the AFL for 2022 first of all do you want to explain what a bottom 8 bolter is yeah so basically someone that finished in the bottom 8 last year um, who's going to make a little bit of a run in the AFL finals. Um, this is really tricky. I don't see a lot of teams being candidates for this one. Maybe Carlton, but I'm not going to go with Carlton here. I'm going to go with Fremantle. I think they've got a couple of young additions to their list. Um, in Will Brody, we saw Jordan Clark come from Geelong. I think they've got one of the best young Ruckmans in the comp in Sean Darcy. And Nat Fife's come out and said he's going to play a full mid-roll. Do you think that when you've got those star players, do you think you've got to play them through the midfield or do you think it's okay to rest them forward? See, I'm of, I'm of the opinion that, you know, put them in the midfield, that's what they're paid for. But what about you? Yeah, I tend to agree. I think you want your best players driving the football forward. Um, if you get no midfield production, you get no production in the forward line. So you may as well get your best players. If, they're, if they've got on-ball skills, they've got to be on the ball. Yeah, I think Nat Fife's a, a 10 out of 10 midfielder, but he's a 6 out of 10 forward. So let's use him in the mid. That's that's my approach anyway. And there's no point in having a player of Nat Fife's caliber in the forwards if you can't get the ball to him either. Exactly right, yep. Uh, well, the last question we've got from Nick uh, from Wall's End. It's a simple one. Buddy Franklin, he's closing in his five goals away. Does he kick his thousandth goal this weekend at ANZ Stadium against the GWS Giants? I might be a little bit biased here because I'm going to the game. But I'm going to say yes. Um, I think it's a big distraction for the team. I think they want to get it out of the way. Um, five goals doesn't seem like a lot. It does seem, to be honest, it seems like a lot for any other player but Buddy. Um, but Sam Taylor is playing on him from GWS, who's one of the best defenders in the league. So I can understand if you did say no. Well, that's exactly what I'm going to say. I love Buddy, but I think not this week. I think GWS will do everything they can to not be the team that he gets his thousandth on. Um... The question is, though, when he does get his thousandth, do you think fans rush the stadium? I will be. <laughs> I'll be jumping that fence. I know all my mates will be jumping those fences. I think the AFL sort of said, no, don't do it, but everyone's going to do it. Yeah. Like, how, it's going to happen. How do they stop them all? Apart they, from like serious military intervention, how do they stop you, everyone you, from rushing the field? You just don't. Like, How are you going to stop hundreds of hundreds maybe even a thousand people trying to storm the field like it's just impossible yeah i think i'll be jumping on the field running around for a little bit you know having that moment but i'll be getting off pretty quick i don't want to get arrested or <laughs> fined or anything because <laughs> i'm one of the last ones left but yeah i'll probably jump on for sure yeah are you gonna go, go try and hug buddy i don't think so i think that's a bit oh, i think that's <laughs> a bit, a bit how you're going yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't really see the hug thing i don't know if people just run rampant on the on the field but anyway we'll yeah. see what happens all right lastly we're gonna uh, introduce another new segment this week and we're gonna carry this through for the rest of this year uh now it's lock of the week so we've got to pick one game 
and we've got to pick one team that is definitely going to get up no matter what. We guarantee it. Now, over the course of the year, we're going to track our scores. We're going to see who can lock up the most games. Uh, and, and we can pick any sport. You can pick um, third grade golf in Mexico if you want. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not that we're tracking that. But with that being said, who's your lock of the week? Um, my lock of the week is in the AFL this week. I think Geelong uh, to beat the Bombers at home. I think there's a, there's little murmurs that Geelong aren't that team this year. I think you know there's a little bit of a monkey on the back for them, um, you know. But I think playing at G G what is it GH? I can't even remember what it's called. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, but it's an acronym stadium in Geelong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, shocking for me, but uh, yeah, I got to go Geelong over the Bombers here. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good pick. My pick uh, is going to be Richmond to beat Carlton. I think Richmond have got something to prove after the way last year ended. I think they want to make a statement uh, that they're back and better than ever. And what better team to do that uh, on than their fierce rivals, Carlton? And how how better to start the season than watching uh, watching Ollie's face when Carlton lose? I hope you're wrong, man. And it's G M H B A. I don't know how I forgot that, but. Uh, G- that's just a random collection of letters. <laughs> <laughs> they just slapped a few letters on that thing and uh, and hope for the best. Well, anyway, that's that's it for our podcast today. A bit of a fun one today. I hope you've enjoyed uh, the different segments we've brought up today. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you follow us at Road Trip Sports Pod. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, you can look at our YouTube page. Road Trip Sports Podcast is what you need to search. If you've got any inquiries at all, you can find us Road Trip Sports Podcast at gmail.com for any email inquiries. You can also send us messages uh, on any of our socials. Uh, we've really enjoyed producing this podcast. So if you like it, make sure you share it around. We'd love to get our listenership up. We'd love to get the uh, listeners up. So make sure you share it to people who you know are into sports and are keen to travel especially after all this COVID business. Uh, now that's uh, starting to get in the rearview mirror and we're starting to open up again, uh, make sure you let your uh, friends know that uh, we're out here talking about all things that they can travel and see. Yeah, for sure. And if there's any sponsors out there, we're open to be uh, corporate sellouts. <laughs> <laughs> we are no, for sure. So I'm joking, but it looks like Raid Shadow Legends will give out uh, sponsorships to anyone. So if they're listening, let us know. <laughs> we'll do pod stuff for money. Um, but th- <laughs> that's it for our podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Anything else from you all? Nothing from me. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya.